Hey, besties. My name's Lisa. And my name's Tamara, and we're BFFs. Tamara and I met when we were about 12 years old, growing up in good old Fairbanks, Alaska. And we've been best friends forever since. That's right. And that's why we've decided to have some fun, friendly conversations with the bestest of best friends. We'll talk about how we became best friends, our experiences together, and have other best friends on the show to share how they met. Who knows? You never know when you'll meet your next BFF. Now let's get into it. How I met my BFF. Welcome to another episode of How I Met My BFF. Hi, Tamara. Hey, Lisa. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I had a super awesome weekend and I got to share with you because it's kind of unbelievable. This girlfriend of mine, Gina, she invited me to her retreat in Temecula. Oh, and it was like at this estate where there's these peacocks all around and they like, you know, welcome you as you drive in and they fan out. It was just amazing. And then we learned it was about ancient beauty rituals like Cleopatra, you know, think like all Egyptian. And she had this beautiful display of all this ingredients, like rice powder. I didn't even know there was rice powder. Apparently there's rice powder, um, cocoa powder, shea butter, beeswax, just like all these beautiful things. And we made lipsticks and lip balms and um, eyeshadow, <laughs> like all this makeup and beautiful perfumes and stuff from these natural ingredients and essential oils. It was just like a really fun. We got to play and she gave us like the ingredients to start and the measurements. And we all had these beautiful things to share. It was just like, I felt like it was like I was an apothecary, mm. you know? And um, yeah, it was just like a really beautiful, like feminine power, not j- like really natural feminine power, like a real, um, back to basics, just a beautiful weekend. So that's what I did. Kind of something I don't do every day. No. <laughs> Never had done that before. So I had thought I'd share that. Yeah. When you were telling me about it, I wish I could have gone with you. That would have been so much fun. Yeah. I was thinking about you the whole time. I'm like, this is so up her alley. <laughs> I wish you were there too. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah. So I'm, I guess what's been happening in my week, I have many family members here or a good amount. Um, it's Chloe's graduation from University of Montana. Woo-hoo. So she, tomorrow's her ceremony. And um, yeah, so I have a college graduate. Wow. That was a lot of work. So I was just about to say, she's the first college graduate of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, so yeah, it's been very busy. We are just going to, uh, get ready for a huge gathering tomorrow after the graduation at here at the house. And yeah, it's been pretty busy. Awesome. Well, I'm sure it'll be, I wish I was there and I know you're probably going to be making flapjacks and I slapjacks, flapjacks, slapjacks, either slapjacks. I wish I was there for that because they're really, 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 really good. Yep. I wish you were here too. But speaking mm. of wishing people were here, um, today we have a – I am so honored to have a lovely guest, a longtime friend of mine, ours, that we've known since um, the early days at MSU and Bozeman, um, my friend Jonathan Dio. Hi, Tamara. 
Welcome. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan and I just were trying to patch together when we met the, and it was back in, we think, 1992, according to Tamara's calculations. I was probably was. wearing, what was I wearing, Tamara? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I believe it was a blue shirt and your stripes yeah. and khakis. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really cool that you guys have maintained a friendship for so long and I'm really excited that you're here today too, Jonathan. So you, I know you have a unique situation with your um, best friend. Want to give us a little bit about who you're going to be talking about today? Sure. Um, so my best friend was my brother and I, and I thought this would be easier and suddenly it's not easy. So Bear with me for a second. It's okay. Um, it's okay. And I want to say thanks to you two because one thing that people who have not gone through this kind of loss maybe don't get is that I love talking about him. You know, I love the opportunity to share stories. Um, this is we're we're one, one month away from his uh, the two year anniversary of his drowning in, uh, in the Pacific ocean. Um, and you know, it'd be neat to say that we were best friends from the get go, <laughs> but, but as you know, I'm, I met him when he was zero and I was three, uh, and, uh, we didn't, I didn't like him then. <laughs> I, I didn't want him around and sort of, we grew close ish. And then I went to a, went away to college. That's where I, you know, met, met you guys. And I drove once while I was in college to see Dave. Uh, he was at Iowa state. So I drove from Montana to Iowa one time. Um, so I'm there. We saw each other family holidays, those kinds of things during college. We both, I graduated, he graduated. We both moved to the Bay area. Um, I lived in Emeryville. He lived on my couch. And I, I distinctly remember, and this is this is like when I think we really became friends. And I haven't spoken about this. I talked about this um, when I did his uh, eulogy at the funeral. He, I misunderstood something that he was saying to me. And we had a, we had a knockdown drag out fight. And this is, I think, the moment We've always been close, but this is the moment we became best friends. Um, he said to me, and I didn't know it then, like he knew it, I didn't know it. He said to me that family doesn't matter. And I lost my shit all over him. Sorry, I hope that's okay. Um, I was so angry. I was like, you're insane. Family's all that matters. Family's the first thing and family's really important. And you know, you're such a moron. And, and how could you say I'm not important to you and all that kind of stuff. And years and years and years and years later, what I learned is what he was saying wasn't that family is not important. What he was saying was that blood family isn't important. It's the family you choose. And he chose me. And I chose him. And uh, he, he died at the end of the pandemic. So during the pandemic, um, You know, everyone's social circle shrunk drastically, and mine shrunk to basically my immediate family and him. 
to the point where, and, and I think this is a, this is something that men go through, I think more than women. We're not very good at maintaining our friendship ties long-term, you know? Um, I, and I had a friend tell me this last Friday, we went out to stakes and he said, Jonathan, you need to step up your friend game. Like, I feel like I'm pulling all my, all the weight here and you need to step it up. And you know what? He's absolutely right. And, uh, um, I w I've never been a very good friend. I've never stayed in touch. And, and Tamara, you can, you can nod and say, Tamara has done the bulk of the work for us to stay in touch over the last 20 years. Uh, that's true. Well, thank you. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> with, with my brother, it was just the opposite. Like he put in no work. Uh, and, and I was constantly saying, Hey, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. You know? So it was just, it was a very interesting, you know, dynamic that way. Um, but yeah, the only person I saw in through the pandemic outside of my family was him. We'd go to the soccer field and we'd kick a ball and we'd keep our distance and uh, all that kind of stuff. And and we had, you know, we were putting plans together for my changes in my business and including him and coming together and working together. And and we had actually finally made the decision to do that. I think in March of 2021 and in June of 2021, he died. Um, so you know, our, our plans were like, okay, everything's going to be clean. We'll figure it out. And January of 22, you're going to come on board. And, and so our friendship was going to, was going to, we're going to be spending a lot more time together. And it's just, we, we look forward to it. We've been planning it for like since 2004, we've been planning on trying to put, putting some of this stuff together. And it's not, you don't just lose him, right? You lose all the future things you had to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. He was a big guy. Do you ever meet him, Tamara? I believe I did. Yeah. I believe yeah. I met him when I visited you one time when I came to San Francisco. I want to say for a photo workshop. And I believe we met him some at a restaurant. We sat outside. And I want to say Matt's brother came and met us as well. But um, yeah, I believe I did. But I don't have a, you know, it was a short, you know, I think we just had drinks. We didn't, I don't even think we had dinner, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So my memory that I remember is he was super nice and um, very, very, uh, I, he had like, he seemed even more, you have a lot of energy, but he, like I, at that time, this was many, we were quite a bit what, younger. What are you saying? Um, he, <laughs> he was full of energy. I don't know. I just have like kind of that memory. I don't have specifics, but that's kind of my memory of like, Oh, wow. You know, and I, um, I want to say he was getting ready to maybe go somewhere or move somewhere. And there was something, yeah. um, you know, that he was very excited about. He had, he had taken so, a job on the, on the East coast. He didn't stay at this job very long, but he was getting ready to move. It's, it's odd that you remember that because that was when he left for that job, that was when that fight was happening. Oh. That's like he was leaving. And I was like, you know, just, we were just having this late night conversation you know how it goes two in the morning talking about stuff and life and the universe and everything and 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 just we had at we went at it uh and he was only there for like it was like a top secret you know had clearance all kinds of stuff that he'd gotten to go there and i think he was there for maybe nine months or a year then he came back to the bay area um but yeah i wow. i remember that that was <laughs> probably oh five oh six yeah, yeah, that sounds. It was when I was living in Seattle, so yeah, that was sounds about right. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or, I mean, Hawaii is very long. I have a yeah. question, Jonathan. So you had said that fight was what ironically brought you two closer together. How how did that conflict and misunderstanding turn into a growth in your relationship? I, I don't think the fight brought us closer together. It's just, it's something that in hindsight, I realized what he was saying. And I didn't actually, re- I, frankly, oh, I, see. I didn't realize this until after he died. Like it, it was processing and processing and processing the how could this happen sort of thing. It sort of made me um, see it because uh, there's no way he could have meant it the way I took it. And I and I I I can take things uh, uh, the wrong way, right? I can. I'm pretty sensitive. I, I'm I'm a big guy, uh, but I'm a very sensitive guy, and so it's like. You say something that seems to cut me, it feels like it cuts me. Like I, I, I take it that way. I'm care- I'm very careful with my words, and so I expect people to be careful with theirs, and they're not, they're not always. Uh, so he didn't mean it. What what the way I took it, uh, and it's. I think we, I think we we had once my son was born, and then his son was born six months later. Uh, we sort of started struggling through those things at the same time. And then my daughter was born and then his son was second son was born shortly thereafter. Like then we kept struggling through it and we kind of each had our own work worlds and we talked about our, this work world we were planning to do together. And, and then we kind of had each other and he had social life outside of that. And and I had social life outside of that, but there's people that we didn't, you know, you don't talk to everyone about the challenges you have with your spouse or the challenges you have with your kids. Um, There's, there's things I talk about, about the kids with him that I didn't talk about with my wife. Like if there's, there's, you share different things with different people. And I, I, I know that I know because I just had a conversation with his widow today. I know that there are things that he and I talked about that they didn't talk about. Um, and it's just, we were, he was my confidant. He was the guy I would go to. I, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, because he's not here for us to ask, what do you think he would say about you as far as being not only his brother, but a best friend to him? What are your, what do you think he loved most about you? <laughs> so if the, if the roles were reversed, if, if, if I had passed, and he was having this conversation or a similar conversation. I think that he, and this is not, I'm not offended by this. I, I'm not sure he would cry. Um, I, and I think that's what he loved about me. It's like, I was not, not that he would cry in front of me. <laughs> I don't think that ever happened. Uh, uh, but I was one of the guys in his life. And I was the one who he could go to and he could say something sad. And I would actually be sad. And I would actually be, I would emote for him. He wasn't like my, my dad, my brother, my son, his, his eldest son, not emotional or, or at least not expressive of their emotions. And so I was a place where he could always, he would say that I was a place that, that he could always go with whatever the issues were. And I would just talk it through with him. Uh, And if it was something that was sad, I would 
be sad about it. Uh, and we would, we could be sad about it and he may not express that sadness the same way, but, but he could be sad or he could be vulnerable and we could talk about those vulnerabilities. And I don't know that he had other places for that. Frankly, I, the reality is I don't know. Like I, I feel like he would say that, but he was, again, he was like my dad. He didn't share that kind of stuff. Like I remember the, um, uh, the last time I saw him was we, we got together, we'd been playing soccer like every weekend. Like I said, every weekend we took a little bit of time off. I guess there was a, you know, there was a wave COVID wave of some kind. We took some time off and then we came back together and we were, we were out there in the field and we went out to breakfast. Uh, you know, there's a restaurant open, some, uh, good breakfast. And then at the end of it, we were like, you know, it's past enough. And I said, Dave, what do you think? Can we, you think we can do a hug? <laughs> and he was like, sure. Like, why not? So big old hug, you know, I, Thank you. That's a very lovely memory. I um, really appreciate you sharing this with us. And I, you know, we've interviewed other people before who've lost a best friend, but not just, you know, this is the first person, you're the first person we've interviewed that not only was he your best friend, but also your brother. And I guess, you know, what, kind of getting into the grief part of stuff yeah. since we're kind of there yeah. right now. <laughs> um, and, and I'm talking about from my experience, you know, losing Savannah, my daughter, um, she was one of my best friends, you know, and I, I, I had her when I was 20. So we kind of, you guys know, we grew up together and, um, you know, kind of had went through similar things, even though I was her mom, but I, I guess, you know, it was moving forward and, him being your best friend, what have, you know, how, what is your idea moving forward of, of securing another best friend? And I know you just said how people are telling you to be better, but, um, yeah, what's, you know, how are you going to replace that? I don't know if you have that answer, but I will never, I I will never replace that. That there isn't. The reality is, there is, it would, it's literally impossible for me to spend the time or have the experiences, like the different emotional challenges, experiences that I had with him, with anybody else. I, there's simply not enough years left. Like there's, there's no way to do it. Um, and I think that relationships are built and deepened through those experiences, you know, you know, you know, side by side, uh, holding each other's babies. Uh, there's just things that there's no way to ever replace. Um, but I had, you know, and this is the realization after he died, one of the realizations after he died was, and this goes to your show a little bit. Uh, it's really, really, really important to have friends. It's good to have a best friend. Um, but it's good to have more than just a best friend. And f- one of the challenges for me in this whole time is that my, my social circle, as I said, ha- had sort of come to a head and he was, he was my social circle. Um, 
and I had, you know, I had friends. There were people that Dave and I had worked, had, had played D and D with year, you know, 20 years prior. There's people that I play, I, I, where I was on a soccer team with, there's people, other people that I'd gone to school with. There's, I mean, there's, I definitely have, I know lots of people. I know lots and lots and lots and lots of people. And, and the way I have gone through the grieving process, which is just open, like I, you know, probably a month after he died, two months after he died, I was on podcast. Well, I remember what I said. I have no clue what I said in those podcasts. Like my, I was in a fog for six months. Um, but I was, I've just been very open. And by being open, people have reached out to me, people that I knew. And they said, Jonathan, you didn't know about this because I'm not open about it, but I lost my brother. Or Jonathan, you didn't know about this because I'm not open about it. I lost so-and-so. It was really, really important to me. Um, and so I had tons and tons and tons of these conversations. And some of these people I'm super close with now. Um, and three, so three guys, this is coming full circle to the, to the, I'll never have the best friend like Dave, but there's, there's three guys that um, didn't come to his funeral, which pissed me off. Uh, but, and I'll, I'll let them hear this. Uh, <laughs> I haven't told them yet, uh, but there's three guys that we played D and D with and that, that one of them, you know, I started a game store with, I was in school with, um, the other two of them were just people I met around the gaming table with Dave there. And maybe it was six months, maybe it was, maybe it was the following summer. I don't remember, but they all came and said, I, I have eight apple trees in my backyard and one of them has an apple press. And so they said, let's, let's come, let's harvest the apples and let's, let's make uh, apple cider. Um, you know, let it sit for a year, let it, ferment and let's have some uh let's make apple cider okay great uh, alcoholic a- apple cider fantastic let's do that so we got together we, we we pressed these apples and they walked in the door and it was just hugs and tears out of nowhere but these four guys have become like a men's group and um we were sitting around in men's group. We meet once every six or seven weeks and we sit around a table and we, you know, enjoy a, enjoy a meal together. And then we call in the North, South, East and West winds. And we, you know, uh, float above the table a little bit and we start sharing our feelings. Um, and what they said to me was, Jonathan, you are so incredibly lucky because our brothers beat us up or our brothers locked us in closets or our brothers, we never had this relationship with our brothers. So you are so incredibly lucky to have had this relationship with your brother. Uh, And they're right. And they're my, they're my guys now. Like they're the guys I go to. Mm. Your tribe. Mm -hmm. The tribe. Your tribe. They're your tribe now. Did you ever ask them about why they didn't attend the service or find out why? Lisa, you're going deep. No, no, it's, no, it's fair. No, 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 it's, no, no. There's, there's actually, I have a really, uh, so I do have another really close friend, a couple of really close friends, you know, and one of them, like, I expected that he would show up. I absolutely thought that, you know, this is somebody I could rely on and he didn't show up at all. Uh, and I was, mm-hmm. I was blown away by it. And I was just like, this is, 
this is incredible. Um, and, and another one show up, showed up way more than I would have expected. Like he, he came and met me every morning, went for a walk for mm -hmm. like six months, like just incredible guy. Right. So the guy that didn't show up, I did ultimately ask him why I was like, dude, what, you know, you've gone through a loss. Like I thought you'd be the rock. And you know, he was honest and he answered the question and it was a good reason. And, and I understood the reason and, and it made sense. And, and, and I didn't see some of the issues that we had and I hadn't been a great friend to him and we had kind of come apart a little bit. And, and it, I mean, so it's all true. And now after that, after asking the question, we're close again, which, mm -hmm. Uh, and he's actually the one that's saying it's time for you to step up a little bit as a friend. <laughs> You're like, oh yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting what, when we go through something so significant, um, our interpretations of other people's behavior, it's like we, and we yet still don't know what's going yep. on for someone. We don't necessarily know what they need, what they want, what's, what would support look like? What is that? what would be soothing or healing or helpful. Um, and then there's also probably some reasons why people act a certain way or don't act. Um, but when we're in that, we don't really have the capacity to like take that on in addition yeah, to what we're already I, dealing with. Yeah. Um, you know, given, I don't want to make this podcast like, what would you do if you lost your best friend? But it's also, as we have dealt with grief, um, it is important to know, it, Jonathan, you and I have talked about this, Lisa, you, you know, just not everyone knows how to handle grief, how in, you know, how lucky it is for them and what, how to support the person who, you know, is in that position do you have, you know, just if you could sum it down to maybe three adjectives or just, you know, three ideas of how in the future, you know, someone could, if they're in this position, attend to you. I have some ideas of my own, but what, what, what's been your experience? So I, I, I am, I'm so blessed with these two, two actually happened. And, and, and still happen. Like it's, it's, in, this is two years later. And, and there's this woman who, um, I worked with her husband 20 something years ago, um, and still work with them. Like uh, just, just, just a great couple. Some of my favorite people in Berkeley. Um, and they got married. I don't know. I don't remember 12 years ago. And she's just the sweetheart of a person. Um, she heard Dave died three days later. A week later, a month later, I don't remember when it started. She sent me, she walks her dog around Berkeley. She took a photo of something that looked like a heart. And she's and with her dog sitting next to the thing that looked like a heart and said, thinking of you, here's a heart. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. I, my text back. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for thinking of me. Um, and this is me in like sort of a businessy mode. Like my brother died, but I'm sort of responding in a businessy mode, and she she responded back right away. You don't have to respond. Just want to just want to let you know I'm thinking of you. You know, um, uh, we love you. This kind of thing. Two days later, another heart. The next day, another heart. Next day, another heart. 
Two days later, another heart. Two years later, I got a heart yesterday. So that's showing up. That's showing up in a way that I can't even imagine doing. Like it's incredible. It's mind blowing. Uh, every time I see it, I'm just like, you know, it, it just is warm and it's fuzzy. It's beautiful. Um, so that's fantastic. That's, I, you know, doesn't have to be for two years, maybe, but for six months, for eight months, for a year, something, you know, um, find a way to cap it off. I, I, uh, it's a beautiful thing to do that for somebody. And then the second thing was my buddy who just said, Hey, let's go for a walk. And, you know, we went for a walk er almost every single morning for six months, eight months, long, long time. And he was just there. Uh, and at first it was all, Hey, tell me about Dave. Tell me about Dave. Tell me about Dave. Right. And he told me about his experiences with, it was like, it, it was, wasn't his sister, but they grew up together so much. That was like his sister. They were close friends. They shared everything it was best. You know, it was like, it was his sister. And so he, he shared his stories. I shared my stories. And then, you know, our daughters are the same age and have been best friends for a long time. So that, so we started talking about the daughters and talking about our parents and the, and, and just, it just led into a, a depth of friendship and we already were good friends, but the depth of friendship, you know, improved. It was incredible. So that's two, two good stories that I actually experienced. And I, I can say, you know, wow, those are two things that people could do. What, what are your ideas to her? I absolutely agree with you. I think, you know, my, with my experience, it was um, people sh showing up exactly. And, you know, maybe I think for me, so many that I had so many people who were so like afraid to didn't know what to say to me. Like it, so it almost was like I almost died because so many people stopped sharing their world with me. Mm. So, like, I love the fact that your friend, you know, even if she was on a walk or if she went, you know, on a trip or something, still sent you a picture, you know, like, I'm thinking of you, you're in my thoughts. That just, that goes so far yep. and, yep. you know, keeps, because, you know, it keeps people grounded and connected. And I, yeah, so I absolutely agree with both of those scenarios of just people, you know, showing up and, and even if they are com uncomfortable to be able to, you know, just say that because, you know, I didn't know, no one had given me the guidebook on, you know, how to lose someone um, like that. So it just, yeah. So I, I agree with that. Yeah. So thank you. That's I hopefully words of wisdom that people can learn from. <laughs> it's, it's the thing that's really interesting about this. Yes, it's, it's a true, it's a wonderful thing to have received those two gifts after Dave died. But the, the other lesson in that is that works while people are alive. Absolutely. You know, it, yes. if you want to be close to somebody, show up for them, you, you know, you, yeah. You, yeah, right. You, you get to, you get the friends that you give. That's, that's yeah. It's, you know, Lisa and I have had this conversation with other friends of ours, or this is kind of why we started this podcast was, you know, people were like, how have you guys stayed friends for so long? And it's like, you have to put time and energy into it and effort, not like it should be hard and you're 
you know, dreading it, but it's, you know, like it's not, you have to flower your garden or sorry, water your garden. (laughs) Hopefully it has flowers in it. Um, but so, you know, yeah, we definitely agree with that. And, and, you know, just as any relationship, it takes energy and you have to maintain it. I wanted to ask, um, before we go, but if your brother was with us and he was on this podcast together um, and you guys were in the same place, some people we interview are not, but let's just, because we can, let's just say you guys were together. What would you go do after we get finished with this podcast? What would you oh, go do together? I was going to say like right now, I'd give him a huge hug. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But if he was here, we'd go kick a ball. We'd go play soccer. He would end up taking shots and I would end up running away because his shots were incredibly hard. Uh, I would end up taking shots uh, and it would go around him because I would bend it. You know, uh, we, we'd have our, we'd probably take our two eldest who are soccer players, uh, uh, our two youngest would get together at the same time and they would get on their scooters and scooter around the, the park while we were playing soccer. We'd get together with the kids and we'd play soccer. That's yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And I, I hope and believe that in some alternative universe, you guys are doing that and we'll get to do that today. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. Do you have any other burning questions? I'm afraid to talk because of my internet, (laughs) but um, yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jonathan, for uh, giving us a piece of, um, of Dave today. I mean, I feel like, um, I can, I can sense how special of a person he was and how much he, how much positivity he brought to your life. And even though it was shorter than you wanted it to be, obviously, um, it was rich. It was really rich. And, um, so I'm grateful that you had that time with him. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Yeah. And for all of the besties out there, hold your people tight. Give everyone a hug that you like. (laughs) You don't have to hug anyone you don't like, but definitely if you like them or even love them, yeah, give them a hug. And we will see you on our next episode. Bye, besties. Thank you, Jonathan. Everyone have a great day. Hey, bestie. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com. That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us. Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely. And hey, maybe we'll have you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya, BFFs.